The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and I am super excited to have you here with us today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Just go ahead and breathe that in for a moment. Can you imagine you in the midst of of whatever's going on in your life, knowing that you are whole, complete. There is nothing missing, right? Totality exists inside of you right now. You are peace. You are the embodiment of peace. On this show, we focus on those concepts, living a life of peace every day as we focus on women helping women. Why? Because when a woman helps another woman to live her best life, that's a huge impact. It's like a rippling effect. It's on the family, on the community, on the on the city, the town, the state, the world at large. So that's what we're all about here on the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show. Um, if you are new to our tribe, well, let me be the first to say, welcome to the world of everyday peacemakers. You can learn more about me and the everyday peace movement on my website, drdravonjames.com. The website includes words of wisdom, encouragement, contact information, free gifts on all types of subjects, and you can find help for just about everything there. And you can find out how to join our 12-week coaching program, Leaders in High Heels. So today we have a great show for you, an absolute must in conversation. We have a wonderful guest with us today, Jennifer Blue. She is an award-winning, I was going to say actress. (laughs) I've I've been reading about her work uh, this weekend and I'm just blown away. She's an award-winning author and she's here to discuss a relatively heavy topic that she has managed in her and only way only that she could do this uh, make it such a um, palatable um, subject matter we're talking about domestic abuse today and she were looking at the world of uh, domestic abuse abuse easier said than done domestic violence survivors thriving and building a fabulous life i love that jennifer i absolutely love that welcome to the show thank you thank you thank you for having me i'm so excited oh so am i you know this is such a heavy topic and um when i, I went over your work and i you know just in, in just talking to you you you're such a positive and up Beat person. Before we get into talking about your work and um, your amazing, amazing work, tell us a little bit about your background, your your bio, um, what you're doing, what led you to do such a heavy topic. That's 
so good of you. Wow. Um, well, it all started because I was a victim of domestic violence. And out of me being a victim, you know, and finally leaving years and years and years later, um, I just wanted to heal. And I didn't know how to heal. I, you know, I tried to do everything my way. And then I finally told God, like, God, I need your help. How do I? I don't want to be bitter. I want to be better. Because I felt myself turning into a bitter woman. And I said, I did not want that to happen. And God said I had to heal. And once I went on the healing journey, he told me to, you know, write a book about my life. And I, God is so funny. He has the best sense of humor because I didn't know anything about writing a book. I was a high school dropout, had a baby at 15, you know, was on drugs at 17, was in an abusive relationship at 18 till 32. I'm like, who wants to hear about my life? Right. And, um, but I'm obedient and I, and I did just what God said. And from the book I, I started writing. And then about a month later, he said, when you get to your marriage part of the book, turn it into a stage play. I was like, okay, I, I'm thinking like somebody's going to jump out from around the corner and yell punked, you know, cause I had no, I mean, me of all people, like, what? And so I was like, well, the only thing I knew about stage plays at that time was Tyler Perry. You know, I had seen his plays. I knew nothing else about stage plays. And so I was like, okay, God, if this is really you and you really want me to do this, you have to do it through me. And that's exactly what he did. And, and then I remembered as I was writing that I did enjoy writing while I was in school on the days I went to school. No kidding. Um, I did. <laughs> I did enjoy writing. I remember <laughs> it was funny because when I was writing, I remember my fourth grade, my third grade teacher, Mrs. Johnson. I remember it, like it just came to me one day. I turned in a book report and she said to me, she said, Jenny, you are an amazing writer. And you're very detailed in your writing. And, you know, of course, I had blocked that out, forgot all about it until God brought it back to me. So it was like he was planting the seeds of me being a writer as a child. It's really crazy. Mm. So, yeah, um, that's um, that's kind of how it started. <laughs> you know, and I love the fact that you, you said one of my favorite phrases, you want to get better, not mm. be bitter. Right. And I think it's so it's, it, it's you had a great reason if there is such a thing there's a great reason. No one would dispute the fact that having survived domestic violence, um, having endured domestic violence, a great reason to be bitter. There's a lot of fear and, you know, just anger associated with, with that type yes. of abuse. Right. But then within you to say that I, I don't want I don't you know, I'm not going to victimize myself after somebody else has already victimized mm -hmm. me. I'm going to make the decision to get better. And I, I absolutely love that. We talk about that a lot on this show in some form or fashion. Um, just the idea of getting better instead of getting bitter. And that um, alone is enough to catapult you to your next level of success. But you, you took it uh, one step further and you said, you know, you felt like God was saying, turn the marriage part into a stage play. Before we get to that part, I want to just talk about how influential people are to other people, because the thing that you said you knew was Tyler Perry, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that I think 
for Tyler Perry, I don't know, you could tell me if you think it's true for you, but in his in the very, very beginning, most of us have been with him on his entire journey, right? When he first came out with plays and we've watched him progress almost like a brother or a cousin, right? You feel like, oh my gosh, right? And um, we saw, I mean, he, he made it believable. He made yes. it believable that if, if you, and I don't think, you know, maybe just from him seeming like a regular guy that could be your, your neighbor or your cousin or your brother, he made it believable and he put that belief in, in us. And when I look at your work that you've done, you make it believable that women can not only survive domestic abuse, but they can thrive and be fabulous just like you just like you, oh, that they can thrive you. and be fabulous, that this doesn't have to be the end of their story. And maybe it could be the catalyst, the thing that opens them up to the most beautiful part of their journey in life. So thank you. Yes. And, oh, and that, and that's just, the whole reason. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. This, this is your show, Javon. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to hear from you and I want to, audience way to connect with you because it's so you said so much in the very beginning you know um there's all these stigmas right you know you, you said okay who, who were you to think that you could write this write a book uh you know high school dropout uh teenage mom uh substance abuse uh victim of uh domestic violence and here you you know all all of that was for a mm. reason there's nothing that can't yeah, be right. used is it Nothing. You know, I, I used to always say that when I was in my marriage, you know, and I used to always say like, why me? Why do I have to go through this? Why can't I just be happy and be married to a man who treats me good? Like, why do I have to go through all this? And then when it didn't work out, I really was mad. Like, why? Again, why me? You know, but then God showed me why it was me. I had to go through that so that I could actually live my best life because I didn't know that my best life was going to be writing about what I survived from. I didn't know my best life was going to be encouraging other women to get through what I got through. So now I'm like, thank God it was me, you know, like, thank you, God. Like, you know, they always say, you know, you thank God for, you know, the bad times as well as the good times, you know, I honestly do thank God for my bad times. People ask me yeah. if you could go back and change something, what would you change? And I always say nothing. I wouldn't wow. change a thing. Wow. Now that, that's, that says a lot too, because we think about domestic violence and you think to yourself, well, who could, who could live through that? But you come to this point where you know that it was bigger than you. Yes, it was it was bigger than you. And I think for our listening audience, again, the, the book is easier said than done. Domestic violence survivors thriving and um, surviving and thriving and building a fabulous life. I love that part. Just building a fabulous mm -hmm. life, not just surviving, but building a fabulous life. And you, I know you were on your journey to heal to healing. Did you ever think like that you would actually Put it forth, or was it just something like you were just writing to heal? Did you ever think that you were actually going to put it forth into the public eye like you did? Um, I had, you know what? It was all God. I just was doing what God told me to do. 
he said, write the play. So I just started writing. I'm going to write the book. So I wrote the book. Then I started writing the play when he told me to. But then the way he like would put people in my path, he was showing me that, yeah, this is going to be on stage. So then it became my passion to have it on stage, but it didn't, I didn't really think people were going to connect it to me, you know, and then God showed me that I had to share with people that this is my story. And I remember I was, um, I, I told, I, I came out with my story on Facebook. I was in bed and it just came over me. I was on Facebook. I was laying in bed. My daughter, she was probably like, I don't know, two. And she was in the bed sleep. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to post a picture of me with black eyes. And I'm just going to say, this is my story. And I didn't know how I was going to be received from coworkers or friends and family. I didn't know how anybody was going to receive it. If they were going to believe me, if they were going to say I was lying, but it's my truth. And it was my truth to tell. And once I did that, the amount of love, compassion, um, embrace, uh, the people embraced me that I didn't see coming they, they, they were, I had coworkers that were like, how did I not know? I'm so sorry you were going through that. And we didn't know. And it, it was, you know, and I told them it, you didn't know because I didn't, I didn't let you know, you know, I was very good with covering up marks and black eyes and stuff. But once I came out, it was my mission to have it on stage. I needed it. Just a few people I touched on Facebook to share with me that they went through it too. And then for God to really instill this in my heart, I was like, yeah, this is so much bigger than me. It's for the world to see. There are so many other women out there that was just like me thinking that they're alone and that they were, that they're embarrassed and they don't know how to leave and they don't think they can leave. And I'm here to tell them that they can leave and that there is a safe way out, you know, and, and you're not the only one going through this. And that, that leads right into my, my next question, which you just did answers. What do you want your readers to, to walk away with, you know, and I think you just said it beautifully, you know, that there is a way out that they can leave, you know, what do you think was, and I know a lot, I don't think there's, I'll say it this way. I don't know a woman who has not been in some form or fashion touched mm-hmm. by domestic violence, either personally or somebody that they're close to being touched by domestic violence. What do you, and, and for, for many women, it shatters them. Uh, what do you think was the reason that you were so resilient through this? Like you came out, you were, you know, uh, lots of women are hiding in pl- plain sight. You know, they're, they're being abused and yes. no one knows it. How, what do you th- what do you attribute your resilience to being able to not only write your book but then come out and say because the book is a novel by the way for our listening audience it, it, it's a great novel you know it's a great story you know a painful story but beautifully written uh, what made you come out and say hey this is me what do you think gave you that to say the resilience to come up and stand up and say hey it's me and uh, I'm going to thrive I'm not going to be silent about this you know, honestly, Jervon, it nothing but God. It was nothing but my spirituality that gave me the resilience. 
that it's it's nothing but God that I don't look like what I've been through. And he gets all the glory out of it. I'm I'm not a Bible beater. I'm not, you know, holier than thou. I'm I'm just I just keep it real. You know, I'm just a girl who trusted God and knew that he was the I'm I, I'm about to cry when I say this, but it, it's only because of him. Like literally it no one else could have brought me to where I'm at today except for God. You know, when I look back at the hell I've been through, the 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 whew, the things life has thrown at me, and I'm still here to tell my story. It, it, only God gets the glory from that. And and I always tell women like whether I know I don't know if you're, whatever their spiritual background is, but as long as they know that there's something bigger than them out there, that's what they need to hold on to. That's what, who, you know, if it's Allah for them, if it's Buddha for them, if it's, it's God for me, that's what got me through it. And so it, it's my spirit. It was my spirituality. And you said what? Something bigger than you. You have to believe that there's something bigger than you. And once I, and it's funny because I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't get, I didn't, I mean, I always knew about God. I always believed in God, but you know, I didn't really have a relationship with him, but thank God he had a relationship with me. And it, it's so funny because whew, when they say he's your daddy, oh, my daddy has forgiven me for a lot of things and got me through a lot of things too. But I, uh, once I started on the journey of healing and doing the play and the book, I started realizing this whole purpose and vision is so much bigger than me that I had to keep going for the women that I'm doing this for. Every time I wanted to quit, I wanted to throw in the towel. I had a little moment um, that, you know, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. It's too hard. I had to remember it's not about me. It's about that woman that needs to hear my story. Right. And given, and, and that it is the, in the giving, right? In the giving that we, that you have received that that's so true for many of us, right? You giving of yourself and becoming vulnerable and telling your stories. There's a lot of vulnerability to tell that story, a lot of strength in being able to tell it. And um, it, it's a boomerang effect in fact, that it causes a healing for you. A lot of people are afraid that, that healing doesn't come um, that. But I think so often on this show, we have guests who point to the fact that through the service to other people, they themselves were healed. Yeah. So I hear hear you saying the same thing is that. Um, so we're switch, switching gears a little bit because oftentimes, at least for me, uh, having been a woman who's uh, had um, many, many loved ones who haven't been impacted by domestic violence. And I like to say that domestic violence isn't only physical. There's a, a huge mental component to it um, when it's physical. And sometimes it's mental component with no physical component necessarily, uh, but just as painful. And, um, and oftentimes I, I tend to, in my heart, uh, focus on um the one who was being victimized. I don't say they're a victim now because I do believe as we listen to you tell your story, I see you as the victor. I see you as no, the victor. No, thank you. But as we know, you know, um, this, this play and, and the book will be shared um, with many, many spouses. Some of them may be abusers, right? What would yes. you um, like for abusers to know? 
as as they may interact with your work? What would you like for them to know? Hmm. That's a great question. You know, I've never been asked that. Because we don't normally look at it from their point of view, do we? Yeah. It's kind of diff- it's kind of difficult, right? But um, as and as I was looking through a lot of your material, which I got to tell the audience, um, please Google Jennifer Bloom. Um, the photos are there. You'll see the photos. You'll see, you know, she's beautiful. You'll see her with the um, in her abused physical state. Thank you. And you get some of some of the work. But um, as I was looking at all that, I was thinking to myself, what would I want? And someone, you know, I will say specifically, you know, a lot of the abusers are, are, are men. They don't have to be, but often they are. And um, one of the things that touched me is that, you know, those of us who dreamed about them getting married as little girls and having this wonderful provider and protector and to enter into a relationship where the person who you believe is your provider and your protector becomes the person that you fear the most for whatever reason. Unfortunate, yes. Very unfortunate, very unfortunate. And and I thought about that question. You know, what would I want that person to know, the person who's doing the abusing? Because what came to my mind is that hurt people hurt people. Yes, yes, that's, that's, so factual absolutely i i think i would you know and and i've you know i before my my ex passed away you know we did become friends and it didn't happen overnight but we we discussed this you know several times and he i i would ask him like why 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 would you hurt me when i was the one who loved you the most you know all i wanted was to make you happy and he would honestly say i don't know he's like i i don't know you didn't deserve it you know, and I I think if I had to say something to what I would want an abuser to get out of this, because I've had so many people come up to me after the play. I have had, you know, women, men come up to me and say that was my mom on stage. That was my sister on stage. You know, I've even had men tell me I was the abuser. I've had men tell me that. And I think for me, I want... Even if it's a woman being being the abuser, because we know men go through this also, but I would want anybody who's abusing somebody to ask themselves, like, who am I? Why, why do I feel it's okay to physically, mentally, verbally hurt somebody who I'm supposed to love? That's like light and dark being in the same room at the same time. You can't have light and dark in the same room at the same time. Just like you cannot have love and violence at the same time. Any and I, and it took me a long time to learn this. I would always say, "Oh, he loves me. He loves me. He loves me." That love isn't healthy. Yes, he can love you. He can love you all day long, but is that love healthy? He loved me, but he loved me with toxic love. That's not the kind of love I wanted. That's not the kind of love I deserved. So we got to be we got to be specific when we say, okay, he loved you. But was it a healthy love or was it a toxic love? Mm. You know, it's not the love makes you happy. And so I I, just for anyone who's hurting somebody that that is abusing somebody. Who are you to why don't you first off, who are you to feel that you can treat somebody like that? And two, if you're not happy with that person, then why don't you leave? Why don't you just leave that person if they make you that angry that you feel that you have to physically put hands on them? 
or, or, or disrespect them in any way, then you should leave that person. And literally take, so, take a deep look at yourself because as great as you think you are, there's something flawed with you. Right. And everybody, nobody's you, perfect. So, oh, go ahead. You know, you're absolutely right because, you know, I, I, when, I, when I think about it and I'm listening to you talk right now, I say, you know, this, whoever the abuser is probably would say they wouldn't want their mom or their sister or their grandmother treated in this way. And so, you know, it just, this is also in my mind, um, a cry out to abusers to say, Hey, we know that you're hurting. We know that something, Mm -hmm. um, not making excuses for it. Absolutely not. Not saying we're going to stick around, but saying that, you know, you owe it to yourself to go and get healing as well. Um, as well. We're talking, um, today to Jennifer blue. She is a critically acclaimed author of the book, uh, um, her book, Easier Said Than Done, I love that title too, Easier Said Than Done, Domestic Violence um, Survivors Thriving and Building a Fabulous Life. And it means, you know, from surviving to thriving. Um, tell us a little bit about, because you're really, really involved in the community as far as educating women and supporting women. Tell us a little bit about some of the other work that you're doing to help domestic uh, abuse uh, survivors thrive. So whenever I get a microphone, I'm there. If somebody's going to hand me a mic to talk, I'm there. Because I just believe this is so, so, it's such a taboo subject. And so many women and men are in denial. And I believe the more we talk about it, people are going to be like, oh, well, maybe my marriage isn't as perfect as I thought it was. Or maybe I do deserve to be treated better. Um, I literally just had the opportunity to speak this weekend at Eastern Michigan University um, for the Alpha Sigma Tau sorority, which was so much fun. Oh, we had such a great time. Um, I also speak with Just for Success, which is an amazing national organization. I've I've wanted to work with Just for Success since 2013. So I am literally living a dream come true working with this organization. They're so awesome. Um, I speak with them. I do events with them. We're actually doing a self-care safari workshop um wednesday evening um you guys can go to my um facebook page or my instagram page um i'm going to be live on instagram with the self-care safari or you can go to just for success michigan their facebook page and they'll have the zoom information there um it's going to be so much fun prophetess joyce haddon's going to do it with me you guys may know her um dietrich haddon's mom the gospel singer prophetess haddon when i tell you she and she's a survivor of domestic violence and she's all for women's empowerment and she keeps it so real she is my spiritual mother i have been blessed to have her as my spiritual mother since 2003 so she was there with me when I was going through. Um, her and her husband, Bishop Haddon, they actually baptized my my ex-husband. So oh he was my. in the church for a little bit. Yeah, and my, my children grew up in the church. Um, but so her and I are doing a lot together. And then we actually just started. It's I'm so excited about this. It's Prophetess Haddon, my daughter Faith, and myself, we started Sister Survivor Society, which is an organization um, for women that have survived all traumas. 
any type of trauma, anything that a woman has survived, a car accident, a stroke, a heart attack, domestic violence, breast cancer, any type of cancer. Sis, if you've survived something, you are a sister survivor. I am. We are so thrilled about this. We're actually doing our launch party this Wednesday. Jump on over to the Real Jennifer Blue on social on Instagram. Join the launch party. Um, we're gonna have we have a chef coming in. We're gonna have mocktails. We're gonna have balloons, cake. We are celebrating. Um, we're just celebrating surviving. It's so amazing. Um, and then we just oh, and we're launching the where we got a clothing line, Sister Survivor. We got hoodies. We got T-shirts. We want women to wear their survive whatever they've survived. Wear it proudly. I want. I've had women come up to me like, oh my god, I love your shirt, and I was like, oh, thank you, it's mine. <laughs> you know, but what did you survive? You know, like your story may not be my story, but I know you have a story. So yeah, girl, this is it's so much going on right now. I'm so excited. I love that. I love that. Tell us again how we can join the launch party on Wednesday. Yes. This yep. So it's this Wednesday, the 26th. Um, the safari, the self-care safari with Dress for Success is going to be 630 to 745. That's going to be um, on a Zoom call. You can get the information at um, Dress for Success Michigan, their Facebook page. And then 7.45 to 9 o'clock is the launch party for Sister Survivor Society. I'm going to be going live on my Instagram, which is the real Jennifer Blue. And then um, Prophetess Haddon will be going live from her Facebook, Joyce Haddon 2, um, the, the Roman numeral 2, the eyes, the two eyes, Joyce Haddon 2. Um, she'll be live there, and then I'll be live on Instagram. Oh, this is going to be beautiful. And again, it's for women who have survived anything. Like you said, if you've survived a car accident, you have survived. If you, yes. whatever it is, you know, and, and, the, and the truth of the matter is we don't give ourselves enough credit. I mean, here we are, you know, if you're on the East Coast, you're at the end of the day and we have survived this day, whatever it brought. Yes, you know, you so many different energies. And, you know, we have survived this day. Pat yourself on the back. Take a moment to really celebrate you and yes. this is what i hear right now is that celebrate you take take a moment to acknowledge you a lot of this external validation that we're looking for and this is my humble opinion but a lot of this um uh, external validation that we're looking for is because we are denying our self self uh, validation we're not taking credit for the things that we are you know, surviving the things that we are thriving through. We don't even take a moment mm -hmm. to, to acknowledge them. You know, we single don't. mothers have done an amazing job, amazing yes. job all weekend taking care of kids and keeping the kids busy and keeping the kids, you know, uh, get them off to school, get them to, get them to church, getting home, making dinner, going back to That's a lot of work. That's a lot so of much work. work and Take a moment, take a moment, take a moment and survive and, and celebrate yourself. I encourage people to, to get on this event. You're doing so much. And I say, I, I say um, this part of our, for the very last of our time together, because I could go on and on with you because I, I really <laughs> am a fan of, of what, of your movement, of what you're doing, of the oh, message that you're I'm putting out you. there to women. No, you're welcome. You're, I mean, you've used your story. There is this a phrase in the Bible that says what they meant for evil, God meant for good. You are yes. the truth about that. You are living testimony to that. So um, so you you have this wonderful book, Easier Said Than Done, that will soon be out as a movie. 
Yes, yes, I'm so excited. And the TV show. Wow. And, a and TV the TV show, too. And the TV series, yes. Oh. And the TV series. I didn't tell you that. No, no. Yeah. So I'm so oh. excited. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, and actually, this is how this is how God works. This ain't nothing but God. So we were pitching it as a TV series, as like a, a dramedy, a sitcom, basically, because I like to entertain and educate at the same time. So my spin on this, on my story is that I had a lot of humor and comedy to it, not comedy about the domestic violence, but just about the people in my life. That helped me get through it. They're funny as heck. Okay. So we were doing a TV show. And then out of nowhere, we get asked, well, is it a movie? Can we get it into a movie? And I was like, sure, we can definitely make it into a movie. And so the movie came first. And then we're going to do the TV show afterwards. So I'm oh, so excited. And, then, and you know what? I love the fact I'm, a, I'm the same way. I, I like humor. You know, I could be going through a lot of stuff, but humor has really been my friend and been a comfort to me. So I've you know, got had that gift of being able to laugh, make other people laugh, surround myself with people who make me laugh. And um, so I love the fact that you've been able to take such a heavy topic and encapsulate it with this humor to lighten it up a little bit, not to, not, not to take any seriousness away from the topic, but to make, to, exactly. to, to relax people enough. So they'll want to engage. And, you know, and sometimes like the old saying goes, you have to laugh to keep from crying. No, that, that is the <laughs> absolute truth. Yes. Laughing, and, 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 it, and laughter draws people and the more awareness we get around this topic, the more awareness we get around this topic. And I, I'm a big proponent of the fact that, you know, um, we all have things in our life, you know, where we have done, said, or been involved in things that we wish we hadn't been involved in. And that's the mm -hmm. same thing for the, uh, for the abuser. So the thing here is to get healing for everybody to heal, for everybody to heal, you know, and, and I love that about your energy the fact that you, you you mentioned that you know your ex your ex husband passed away, but that you made yes. that peace, you were able to find forgiveness in your heart. Yeah. and I, I think that's the reason why you've thrived so much too, because you did make the decision, as you said in the very beginning, to get better, not bitter. Can I can I speak on that real quick? Absolutely, I, I would I love you, Jill. I, I just, I feel like somebody out there that's listening to this right now is, is holding on to a lot of, a lot of anger, a lot of hurt that's kind of stifling them and in, in moving forward in life, that's stopping them from living their best life. And the, the healing journey is, is hard. I'm not going to lie. It, it's not an easy journey. It does get easier as you go through it. The hardest step for me in my healing journey was forgiveness. And I'll never forget my pastor in North Carolina, Pastor B um, Bishop Washington Powerhouse Deliverance Church um, in Greensboro, North Carolina. He says, he did a sermon and he said, so many people are holding on to, to, to anger and, and animosity and they're just refusing to be happy until they get that apology. But while the person they're waiting for the apology from is out there living their best life. And he said, it makes no sense for you to lose sleep at night while they're sleeping like a baby. 
He said, you have to learn to move on without the apology because, and this, this really resonated with me. He said, because yes, do you deserve the apology? Probably you do, but they may have already asked God for forgiveness and that's how they're able to move on. Now, should they ask you for forgiveness? Of course they should, but sometimes it don't work out that way. So I'm saying this to say, I did get an apology. I did, but I would have moved on regardless if I had got the apology or not. And honestly, those two words didn't take away the pain. Those two words, I'm sorry, did not take away those that pain I had. I had to work through that pain. I had to take it away myself. And so I just want somebody to drop those charges that you're holding against that person. And you live your best life. You know, and, and it's nothing wrong with, with moving forward. There's nothing wrong with moving on. And, and you, you got to get closure yourself. You have to learn the best, the best part of closure. The best closure you can get is when you can move, can get it without the, without the, without that apology. I'm sorry, girl. I was about to really go off onto something, but I had to stop no, myself. <laughs> no, I'm so glad that you said that, Jennifer, because you're right. You don't, we don't want to be holding our breath. No. Waiting for that, putting our putting our life on hold yet again. You know, and like you said, who am I to say that you have not already asked God for for forgiveness? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's hard to go back and face the people that you hurt. You may not have that part of your self developed yet. It, you are just um, you an encouragement, and I and I really the whole point of this show today for me, uh, so so many points, but the major point here is to let women know that uh, there is help. There is help. Yes. Uh, consider um, being part of the Sister Survivors, uh, connecting with Jennifer Blue on her Instagram page. Um, consider uh, getting the book. Visit Amazon to get the, the book. Uh, what else, um, Jennifer, how else can, can audience members connect with you and the work that you are doing? Oh, gosh. Um, basically, on Instagram, I do, I'm really on Instagram a lot, The Real Jennifer Blue. Um, I'm on Facebook, Jennifer Blue, but there's a lot of Jennifer Blues out there. So I would say uh, you, you can find me there. You can find me on Instagram. Um, gosh, I'm about to have my podcast. I'm starting my pod, my own podcast soon. So I hope to have you as my guest on there also. Um, the podcast is called. Oh, thank you. So everybody look out for Cheers to Healing because we're celebrating healing on my podcast. Um, but yeah, just j jump over on Instagram if you can, or Facebook, you can find me on Jen um, Jennifer Blue. And um, I look forward to, I want everybody, you know, jump out, jump over because I would love everyone to become part of the Sister Survivor Society. We need all the survivors we can because I truly believe survivors inspire survivors. Survivors inspires survivors. I love that. Well, you listen to Dr. Drayvon James and Everyday Peace. Our fabulous guest today has been the real Jennifer Blue. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, we're, we're discussing, oh, I'm so happy to have you here. We're discussing her book, Easier Said Than Done. And you heard it here first. It'll soon be, it's already been a stage play. If you missed that, I know she's bringing that back. So look forward to that. You can yep. get the book on Amazon, um, on Kindle. You, It's getting ready to come out as a movie and then as a television series. So um, you'll have a lot of ways to connect with this heavy topic in a way that is educational. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. 
I want you to visit drdravonjames.com today. Pick up some free gifts. Figure out how you can connect with leaders in high heels. And until next time, be peaceful. We'll talk to you soon. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.